Day 122 of 365 The Bible Challenge with Abby Joy Psalm 55 verse 1 to 11 Listen to my prayer, O God. Do not ignore my cry for help. Please listen and answer me, for I am overcome by my troubles. My enemies shout at me, making loud and wicked threats. They bring trouble on me and angrily hunt me down. My heart pounds in my chest. The terror of death assaults me. Fear and trembling overwhelm me, and I can't stop shaking. Oh, that I had wings, like a dove, then I would fly away and rest. I would fly far away, to the quiet of the wilderness. How quickly I would escape, far from this wild storm of hatred. Confuse them, Lord, and frustrate their plans, for I see violence and conflict in this city. Its walls are patrolled day and night against invaders. But the real danger is wickedness within the city. Everything is falling apart. Threats and cheating are rampant in the streets. John chapter 3 verse 1 to 21. There was a man named Nicodemus, a Jewish religious leader who was a Pharisee. After dark one evening he came to speak with Jesus. Rabbi, he said, We all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. What do you mean? exclaimed Nicodemus. How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus replied, I assure you no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it wants, just as you can hear the wind, but can't tell where it comes from or where it is going. So you can't explain how people are born of the spirit. How are these things possible? Nicodemus asked. Jesus replied, You are a respected Jewish teacher, and yet you don't understand these things. I assure you, we tell you what we know and have seen, and yet you won't believe our testimony. But if you don't believe me when I tell you about earthly things, how can you possibly believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ever gone to heaven and returned, but the Son of Man has come down from heaven. As Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world not to judge it, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him. But anyone who does not believe in him 
has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only Son. And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but people loved the darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it for fear their sins will be exposed. But those who do what is right come to the light so others can see what they are doing, can see that they were doing what God wants. Yeah. Joshua chapter 21, verse 20 to chapter 22, verse 34. The rest of the Cothalite clan from the tribe of Levi was allotted the following towns and pasture lands from the tribe of Ephraim. Shechem in the hill country of Ephraim, a city of refuge for those who accidentally killed someone. Giza, Kibzaim, and Beth Horon, four towns. The following towns and pasture lands were allotted to the priests from the tribe of Dan Eltekeh, Gibbethon, Ajalon, and Gathrimon, four towns. The half tribe of Manasseh allotted the following towns with their pastures to the priests. Tanach and Gathrimon, two towns. So in all, ten towns with their pastures were given to the rest of the Kothalite clan. Kohathite clan. The descendants of Gershon, another clan within the tribe of Levi, received the following towns with their pasture lands from the half tribe of Manasseh. Golan in Bashan, a city of refuge for those who accidentally killed someone and Beishtera, two towns. From the tribe of Issachar, they received the following towns with their pasture lands. Kishion, Dabarath, Jarmuth, and En-Gamin, four towns. From the tribe of Asher, they received the following towns with their pasture lands. Mishal, Abdon, Helkath, and Rehob, four towns. From the tribe of Naphtali, they received the following towns with their pasture lands. Kadesh in Galilee, a city of refuge for those who accidentally killed someone. Hamoth Dor and Kartan, three towns. So in all, 13 towns with their pasture lands were allotted to the clan of Gershon. The rest of the Levites, the Merari clan, were given the following towns with their pasture lands from the tribe of Zebulun. Jokneam. Gata, Dimna, and Nahala, four towns. From the tribe of Reuben, they received the following towns with their pasture lands Bezir, Jahaz, Kedimoth, and Mephathath, four towns. From the tribe of Gad, they received the following towns with their pasture lands Ramoth in Gilead, a city of refuge for those who accidentally killed someone, Mahanaim, Heshbon, and Jazir. Four towns. So in all, twelve towns were allotted to the clan of Merari. <laughs> the total number of towns and pasture lands within the Israelite territory given to the Levites came to 48. Every one of these towns had pasture lands surrounding it. So the Lord gave to Israel all the land he had sworn to give their ancestors, and they took possession of it and settled there. 
and the Lord gave them rest on every side, just as he had solemnly promised their ancestors. None of their enemies could stand against them, for the Lord helped them conquer all their enemies. Not a single one of all the good promises the Lord had given to the family of Israel was left unfulfilled. Everything he had spoken came true. Then Joshua called together the tribes of Reuben, Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh. He told them, You have done as Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, and you have obeyed every order I have given you. During all this time, you have not deserted the other tribes. You have been careful to obey the commands of the Lord your God right up until the present day. And now the Lord your God has given the other tribes rest, as he promised them. So go back home to the land that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you as your possession, on the east side of the Jordan River. But be very careful to obey all the commands and the instructions that Moses gave to you. Love the Lord your God. Walk in all his ways. Obey his commands. Hold firmly to him and serve him with all your heart and all your soul. So Joshua blessed them and sent them away, and they went home. Moses had given the land of Bashan, east of the Jordan River, to the half-tribe of Manasseh. The other half of the tribe was given land west of the Jordan. As Joshua sent them away and blessed them, he said to them, Go back to your homes with the great wealth you have taken from your enemies, the vast herds of livestock, the silver, gold, bronze and iron, and the large supply of clothing. Share the plunder with your relatives. So the men of Reuben, Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh left the rest of Israel at Shehloh in the land of Canaan. They started the journey back to their own land of Gilead, the territory that belonged to them according to the Lord's command through Moses. But while they were still in Canaan and when they came to a place called Gelioth near the Jordan River, the men of Reuben, Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh stopped to build a large and imposing altar. The rest of Israel heard that the people of Reuben, Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh had built an altar at Gelioth at the edge of the land of Canaan on the west side of the Jordan River. So the whole community of Israel gathered at Shilhoh and prepared to go to war against them. First, however, they sent a delegation led by Phinehas, son of Eleazar the priest, to talk with the tribes of Reuben, Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh. In this delegation were ten leaders of Israel, one from each of the ten tribes and each of the head, each, and each the head of his family within the clans of Israel. When they arrived in the land of Gilead, they said to the tribes of Reuben, Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh, the whole community of the Lord demands to know why you are betraying the God of Israel. How could you turn away from the Lord and build an altar for yourselves in rebellion against him? Was our sin at Peor not enough? To this day we are not fully cleansed of it, even after the plague that struck the entire community of the Lord. And yet today you are turning away from following the Lord. If you rebel against the Lord today, he will be angry with all of us tomorrow. If you need the altar because the land you possess is defiled, then join us in the Lord's land, where the tabernacle of the Lord is situated, and share our land with us. But do not rebel against the Lord or against us by building an altar other than the one 
true altar of the Lord our God. Didn't divine anger fall on the entire community of Israel when Achan, a member of the clan of Zerah, sinned by stealing the things set apart for the Lord? He was not the only one who died because of his sin. Then the people of Reuben, Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh answered the heads of the clans of Israel. The Lord, the Mighty One, is God. The Lord, the Mighty One, is God. He knows the truth, and may Israel know it too. We have not built the altar in treacherous rebellion against the Lord. If we have done so, do not spare our lives this day. If we have built an altar for ourselves to turn away from the Lord, or to offer burnt offerings, or grain offerings, or peace offerings, may the Lord himself punish us. The truth is, we have built this altar because we fear that in the future, your descendants will say to ours, What right do you have to worship the Lord, the God of Israel? The Lord has placed the Jordan River as a barrier between our people and you people of Reuben and Gad. You have no claim to the Lord, so your descendants may prevent our descendants from worshipping the Lord. So we decided to build the altar, not for burnt offerings or sacrifices, But as a memorial, it will remind our descendants and your descendants that we too have the right to worship the Lord at his sanctuary with our burnt offerings, sacrifices and peace offerings. Then your descendants will not be able to say to our descendants, you have no claim to the Lord. If they say this, our descendants can reply, look at this copy of the Lord's altar that our ancestors made. It is not for burnt offerings or sacrifices. It is a reminder of the relationship both of us have with the Lord. Far be it from us to rebel against the Lord or turn away from him by building our own altar for burnt offerings, grain offerings or sacrifices. Only the altar of the Lord our God that stands in front of the tabernacle may be used for that purpose. When Phinehas the priest and the leaders of the community, the heads of the clans of Israel, heard this from the tribes of Reuben, Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh, They were satisfied. Phinehas, son of Eleazar, the priest, replied to them, Today we know the Lord is among us, because you have not committed this treachery against the Lord as we thought. Instead, you have rescued Israel from being destroyed by the hand of the Lord. Then Phinehas, son of Eleazar, the priest, and the other leaders, left the tribes of Reuben and Gad and Gilead, and returned to the land of Canaan to tell the Israelites what had happened. And all the Israelites were satisfied and praised God and spoke no more of war against Reuben and Gad. The people of Reuben and Gad named the altar Witness, for they said, It is a witness between us and them that the Lord is our God too.